What's up, Mindset fam, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. On today's show, we have the pleasure of sharing the mic with Dwight Taylor Sr. Now, if you know Dwight, you know that this is not his first rodeo. He has been around for some time now, and this is his second time back on the Mindset Podcast, and we welcome him back with open arms, but this time he has so much more to give. And if you know Dwight, he is a man of many talents. He's a coach, a motivational speaker, or an inspirational speaker, as he would say, a New York Times bestselling author, and above all else, a father, son, husband, and a brand new grandfather. This episode is jam-packed with mic drop moments and hidden gems that you really don't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump right in. What is up, Mindset family, and welcome to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. With us is none other than Dwight Taylor Sr. And uh, Dwight Taylor, you're no no, uh, uh, guest to this this, uh, podcast, your family. This is your second time time around. Um, Why don't you give our our guests a little quick intro for those who didn't get to listen to your first episode before we dive into the questions? Yeah, so let me uh, just give you the condensed version. But before I say that, man, just thank you all so much for having me back. You know, anytime somebody brings you back to do something, it, it uh, it's a blessing. So a little bit about me I'm on a personal end. I'm Dwight Taylor, senior. I'm the husband of one wife, father of three of the most phenomenal, amazing kids on the planet. I'm the grandfather of a beautiful baby girl. Um, I'm the oldest of seven as well. And mm-hmm. I love my family and I'm grateful for my grandparents, my parents, my aunties, uncles, everyone who's contributed to mm-hmm me being the man that I am today. So I want to start with that mm. part on the personal, on the professional side of things. I'm a professional communicator and I have an opportunity every single moment of the day to be a practitioner of communicating effectively, whether that be in my personal relationships or my professional relationships. And along with that, I'm a public speaker. I'm an author. Um, I'm a facilitator. I do workshops and seminars. I'm a student success coach. So those are both of my worlds, but everything is foundational and the foundation is effective communication. And so I just want to be the mm. best communicator I can be, uh, not just for myself, but for those who are counting on me mm-hmm. to be the leader that I, I believe that I am. Mm. That's right. You got a whole tribe behind you. You know, while you were just mentioning the, you know, the few shout outs of the, of the team you have behind you and your family and, yeah. and all this stuff. I thought about a quote that, that resonates with me. And I love this quote. I thought about it just now. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a famous one. It says, by Maya Angelou, stand at, I stand as one but I come as 10,000, right? That, that's you. Because yeah. although you're the person that we see on the screen, you're the you're the author, you're the public speaker, you're the guy on stage, you know, little does anybody know, but you have a tribe behind you, a family, a support system. Gabe and I are part of that support system. Yeah. Uh, so again, thank you so much for coming back. So much has happened between the yeah. last time we had you on the podcast, I'm sure a bunch, and we're going to get into it now. But before then, I don't know if we, we implemented this when you when we had you in the beginning, but we have a warm-up questions that we want to ask you just for, you know, to break the ice a little bit. And the first one's actually a fun one. Gabe and I were talking about it offline before you got here. And that is, if you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with, who would they be? Only two. Could be uh, in, in the past, they might have passed away already, or people in the present. Two famous people you would uh, love to have dinner with. Who would they be? So first, I would have to possibly define famous for myself, right? And not go off of everybody else's definition. But to keep it short and simple, uh, fame as most people look look at it, I would have to say Denzel Washington and um, Martin Lawrence. Yep, Denzel Washington, Martin Lawrence. And that's off the fame yeah. of other people's definition. But famous right, in right. my definition is my mother and father. Mm. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah, those are two very unique uh, characters, icons, personalities in today's culture. They've obviously yeah. revolutionized the way we see television and black culture as we know it. Though I asked myself that question when we were coming up with these questions. I'm like, dang, I don't even know who. I'm a huge basketball fan. I feel like I've said it in the past. But I'd probably go back and, and talk to sit down with either Allen Iverson, MJ, mm. Magic Johnson, one of those guys. I just feel like it's it's such an amazing uh, you know uh, culture to be around. And unfortunately, I wasn't alive to see them play live. But I would have loved to to kind of chop it up with them and see how we could uh, you know see some ties meet. But uh, that's really interesting. Our next our next question of this little lightning round. Um, this one is also very very interesting. And I'm really interested to see what you're going to answer, Dwight. And that is, would you travel? Would you rather travel back in time and meet your ancestors, or to the future to meet your decadence and you know your your grand your great grand grandchildren that are going to be ch- world changers one day? Who would you rather go back in time or to the future to really have that conversation with? Oh, that's easy for me. I'm going to the future to to meet my descendants. Right. I I want to I want to see if mm. the foundation that I laid. Uh, benefited mm-hmm. them, you know, in the way that I hope yeah. it will. So that's an easy one for me. Yeah. Nice. One shot. We didn't spend too much time on that yeah. one, but I agree yeah. that, you know, what, what, like what you're doing, Dwight, and, and Gabe, Gabe and I see it, uh, and uh, the world sees it. Like you're, you're, like you said, you're laying the foundation, you're, you're, you're planting the cement on the ground, and then your, your kids will take that torch on and, and, and make, you know, be kings and queens themselves, right? So, so we, we see that, we acknowledge that, and I, I think I'd agree with you too. I'd rather see uh, the future and see what my future kids and grandkids do. Did they, did, did they miss a step somewhere? Did I miss a step? Could I have done something better? Uh, and that's something that always I always think about when it comes to legacy. So I, I would agree with you on that end. Now that we, we passed the, the lightning round of questions, uh, we, I mentioned, Dwight, that we've recorded about a year, year and a half ago. A lot has happened. Yes. Why don't you kind of summarize the things you've been up to since our last recording? What What's... What have you done and what's next for you? Yeah. So uh, since our last recording, one of the big things was my wife and I launched our nonprofit organization. It's called Our Investment Now. And you can find that at ourinvestmentnow.org. So that was extremely exciting. Another thing that we've done is launched our Dominate Your Day student edition curriculum. So now we have an interactive curriculum to go with the book that we already had. That's been exciting. We've what if we what else? Oh, for the book Dominate Your Day 100 Empowering Statements, we finally released the audio version. <laughs> so you can go to Audible and check that out. Um, we've been highlighted and recognized by the Golden State Warriors through our nonprofit organization. A lot of stuff has been going on, man. And we'll probably get into a little bit more inside the interview. But uh the biggest piece that has happened since then to now is I'm a grandfather. <laughs> I'm a grandfather. And so uh, that's one of the greatest things. Let's go. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. greatest things that I can even share with people. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about being a grandpa. Starting to build that legacy, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, 1,000%. 1,000%. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and our granddaughter's name Seven, S-E-V-Y-N. And she just provides that extra motivation for me to do exactly what I said in the beginning, right? She's one of the people that I would want to go to the future to see if I did exactly what I said I was going to do to make sure that her life is set up for success. And so uh, now I wake yeah. up not only thinking about my wife, my kids, my grandparents, aunties, uncles, cousins, nephews, nieces, uh, brothers and sisters, but I also think about my granddaughter and think about just making sure that every single day I'm making the best decisions 
that will lead her to hopefully at one point say thank you um, for me doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah, something, Dwight, something that I noticed and, and I continue to notice as we continue to talk and our relationship has grown over the past few months since we've had you on and something that hasn't changed and that's that's your your love and you're you're really the influence that you have on your family and your children now your grandchildren and that's something that a lot of people you know when they reach a, a pinnacle a, a, a mountaintop of success that they might forget that tribe that really allowed them to get there and i really i just want to you know kudos to you I, I applaud you for that because that's something that is you know much more respectable than all the other successes and achievements that you accomplished and you're really you know paving the way for for young entrepreneurs young men you know in general that are one day going to be fathers and grandfathers so just want to start off by saying that but i really wanted to you you mentioned your launch of your nonprofit with your wife i know you're yeah. really excited to hear about it on our last episode you had it, you, it the timing wasn't quite right but why yeah. don't you tell us i'm really interested to know what is it that you guys do how do you guys serve the community and what kind of impact and, and feedback really are you guys seeing over the past few months of that launch? Definitely. So the first thing I'll say is this has been the continuance of the work that I've been doing for about 17 years. Right. So I had a nonprofit organization back in 2005 and we did that for about seven years. And then in 2012, we stopped it. And in 2013, I partnered with one of my best friends to help him start a nonprofit. So it's just been the work. What you see now and what people are seeing now is being 17 years of work now bringing it back to the forefront of not only what we do but also what we desire our legacy to be and so what what we want to do is be exactly what our name says our investment now we're not waiting to invest in young people uh, for tomorrow for next week or the next year we're investing in them now and if that's with our time or our resources or our partnerships or whatever we can if it's our effort we want to make sure that we're investing in young people and we're very specific on the young people that we desire to invest in. And these are young people who come from under resourced communities who don't have all the things that they might need to thrive. Our, our young people, they're surviving, but life is not about surviving. Life is about thriving. And so we want to make sure that we're investing in them so that they can thrive. And so we focused right now in juvenile halls. I've been doing juvenile hall work since 2008. And so now with our nonprofit organization, we're able to do more work um, at a greater scale in these juvenile halls. Along mm. with that, we do a lot of work inside of Title I schools where the funding is low. And so we want to focus on mm. those under-resourced communities as well and just give them the attention and intention mm. that not only they need, but they deserve. Mm. And Dwight, what, is, what are you seeing as a reaction from these, these young men and women? What are, what are they saying about it? They're grateful. They're grateful. Yeah. Simply yeah. because they want to be heard, they want to be seen, mm. and they desire to be valued. And so mm. when they see the work that we do, but more so the presence that we have mm. um, in their space and in their life, they're super grateful for it because they've seen people mm. say one thing and not show up. They've seen it. They've seen it right. from family members. Right. They've seen it from other organizations or other people that maybe have entered their life. And we want to make sure that mm. not only are we intentional, but we're extremely consistent and following through on what mm. we say we want to do. We don't want to be another added person or people or right. organization that lets them down. They're already expecting the letdown. Mm. So our goal mm. is to help them up 
um, and not by giving them yeah. a handout, but a hand up. We want to we want to invest mm. in them right now so that they can be the very best thing that they're made to be every moment, second minute, hour of every day, every week, every month, every year for the rest of their life. And if we mm. don't do that, then we're doing not only them a disservice, but we're doing a disservice to their legacy as well. Mm, that is so powerful, because like you said, I can imagine uh, these these young kings and queens, as you put it. Uh, they, they don't have people who believe in them, right? They're kind of at the end of, Facts. you know, they're in this system, you know, yeah. we'll let them go through the cycle and then it turns into bigger and bigger problems. It's like a snowball effect. So what you're yeah. doing is so important. Um, and I'm just curious. So where, 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 where do the connections or the, the resources, if you will, come from? Where do you, do you reach out to local partners? Um, how does, how does the resources come about mentors, things like that? How does that, how do you bridge the the resources to these young folks? Yeah. So, when I think of resources, I think about a few things. I think about money as well as partnerships, right? And people. And so when it comes to the money, we're funding everything, which is why you see me doing a million things all the time because we're funding everything. So every speaking engagement, a percentage of that is going to our nonprofit. Every time I have a coaching client or I'm running a workshop or a seminar, that's where it's going. So we're just now getting into the thought process of bringing on fiscal financial um, sponsors, as well as going after funding like grants and things of that such. But up until that point happens, yeah, we putting everything on, on my shoulders and I'm running this thing. So that's one side. The other part in regards to the partnerships and the people who come in to serve, that comes from relationships. And I'm big on relationships. Like I believe that relationships are the currency of life. And so I'm grateful that I didn't burn a lot of bridges on my journey to get to where I am, because that would be a disservice to those young people due to the fact that I built bridges and I made sure that I kept those bridges. Now, those people who I've been connected with all of my life are now willing to invest as well in these young people by showing up or by giving a word of encouragement or words of wisdom. And so uh, if I could share anything with your listeners is one, understand that relationships are important. Number two, do right by the people that you're in relationship with. And number three, use your relationships to help other people grow as well. So that's what we're doing over here with our investment now. Dwight, that's so powerful. And I think, uh, you know, like you mentioned, money obviously is, is, is a resource that we all use for, for different things. And it's something that definitely helps propel, you know, further investment into our communities. But relationships, I think, is something that Anthony and I have both seen the, the benefits, not only from this podcast, but just from other things that we've done in yeah. the past. And I think relationships, you know, there's always that that question. I'd rather have, would you rather have a, a billion friends or a billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And the billion friends is, I think, will really take you from one place and really propel you into that next phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important. I saw something on your your Instagram that we were talking about off the air just a minute ago, and maybe you can speak on this a little bit more. You came out with a course recently, yeah. and the course was basically saying how to hack your relationships like a pro, right? I haven't registered nice. for the course yet myself, but I can't wait to, to check you it out and see it. what you guys you got do going it. on. <laughs> I'm definitely going to sign up and see, but I, I don't even know how to wrap my head around that that phrase. Why don't you just give our listeners a little bit of insight? Uh, give them the crash course, right? Give them the, the preview of how to uh, hack your relationships like a pro? What can they expect? Yeah, great question. So the title is Hacking Your Relationships Like a Pro. The subtitle is Building Bridges Instead of Barriers in All of Your Relationships. 
So one, I just said relationships are the currency of life and we are always in relationship or relation with someone else. It starts with interaction. It doesn't matter if it's the person at your local grocery store, the person in the DMV line, the person at the fast food restaurant or the movie theater. We're always interacting or we're always in relationship with someone in some shape, form or fashion, whether that be personal or professional. And so what this course is going to help you do is build better bridges, build more healthier bridges in each one of those areas. So maybe you are a son and you're struggling with the relationship with your family or your parents, or maybe you are a cousin and you want to have better relationships with your other cousin, or maybe you're a teacher and you desire to have a greater relationship with not only the students that you serve, but the families of the students that you serve. Maybe you work in corporate America and you're a leader and you desire to lead those um, that you serve every single day better. And so this course is going to help you hack those relationships. And, and we do mm. that by mm. effectively communicating. That's the hack. The hack is to mm. effectively communicate in every area of your relationship so that not only can it be better, but it can be healthy. And so uh, mm. that's a small piece of what the course is about. And I wanted to make it for everyone. And as a person who loves marketing, as a person who loves advertisement and promotion, like I have a passion for those things, I had mm. to go against what I usually tell people, which is find a specific niche of people who are going to be able to receive this. But I, I know that I'm created to be different. I know that I'm created to mm. stand out and be outside the box. And I know that every single person yeah. is in relationship with someone. Even if someone says, Dwight, I stay in my house all day. I never leave my house. I have no relationships. Well, guess what? You have a relationship with yourself. So we have to make sure that our relationship mm. with ourself is healthy is better, is beneficial. Most people, when they think yeah. about relationships, they think about interpersonal communication. Mm. Well, if you need to have great interpersonal communication for better relationships, it must first start with intrapersonal communication. What are you mm. saying to yourself? What's your self-talk like? Mm. What's your relationship with yourself? Do you have limiting beliefs? Are you self-sabotaging? What are you doing to make yourself great internally? Because what's in us comes out us. And the internal mm. conversations that we have end up showing up externally with other relationships. And so uh, that's a little bit of what's going on in the course. And I just believe everybody will benefit from it in some shape, form or fashion. Oh, man, I love that. I love that because when you think about communication, like effective communication, I, I knew we were going to yeah. talk about it during the episode. So I was getting ready, you know, doing my research on effective communication, yeah. Googling it, whatever. And everything was about that came up was like how you communicate with others, right? Like that, that, that relationship. But you yeah. just brought up how it's really, yeah, it's about others, certainly communication. You got to communicate right. certain things in, in certain ways. But I never thought about it as communication with myself. That yeah. never crossed my mind until you mentioned that. And I can only imagine your course takes it to a whole nother level. But on that note, it, it, this is great that we're having this conversation because there was a graduation recently from the college, Miami Day College, where I went to. And one of the guest speakers, uh, his theme was uh, about being present, being mm. truly present. Let's go. And it's something I think we're all guilty of, right? At least for me, definitely. And what what I mean by that is, for example, I go out to dinner with my family. Yeah, I have my phone on the table and I'm talking, I'm talking. I think I'm communicating, but, you know, I always glance over and, and you know, message pops up, Instagram message, and I keep, right? So I'm not really present. I'm not in mm. that conversation with my mom, my sister, my dad. I'm half in, half out. And that, yeah. of, of course, affects a relationship. They notice that I'm half in, half out. And it's just the dynamic is different. So he was 
talking about being fully present, mm. putting away distractions and making the person you're talking to feel like you're talking to them, that you're invested in that communication. And I think that's exactly where you're going. Am I right about that? 1000%. I can't say it no better. And I'm good with words, man. Um, <laughs> but I, I'll piggyback yeah. on that and say what that person was sharing is facts. Our presence is a present or a gift to other people. So one, let's remain present. And you cannot effectively communicate if you are not present, because if you're not present, then you don't know how you best need to respond well That's right. to what that person is communicating, whether that person is communicating something verbally or non-verbally. If I'm looking at my phone, even though no words are being said, I can't look up to see your facial expression or your body language. And most of the time, people see you before they hear you. And so we want to make sure that when we're in communication, um, when we're in a relationship or in an interaction with someone, we want to make sure that we're fully present to not only hear the words, but also hear the tone, also read the facial expression, also watch the body language, because all those things are communicating something. But the only way we can do that is by being present. So I want to say it again. Your presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, is a present or a gift to the people that you're in relationship with. So let's make sure that we stay present so that we can make them feel heard, valued, and cared for. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's that's so good. And Dwight, I'm I'm a very practical person, right? And like the example that that Anthony gave, hey, I'm, I'm at dinner with some friends and my phone's face up, you know, DM comes in, I'm I'm glancing over. Yeah. That's that's a world that we can no longer ignore, right? Your your Facts. your grandson, your granddaughter is going to be growing up in a digitized world, the metaverse, all these different things are coming about. We have no idea where it's going to go. COVID obviously, you know, ramped up the, the use of, of computers and laptops and phones. How can someone that is growing up in this society, right, practically, how can they combat, you know, these tools and these resources that are good resources, our phones, our laptops, these are all really good technologies and amazing mm -hmm. resource if you use it for the right things. But how can we combat, you know, those distractions at the end of the day, because that's what they are, that, that's what they become to really be fully present. Because I think someone that might be listening to this podcast right now is like, okay, I want to be fully present. But how do I do that? Do I just, you know, keep my phone in my car? When I go to dinner? Do I, you know, shut off my laptop at 5pm when work is over? Do I leave it at work? Like, Give, give us some practical tips and tricks to really be fully present to then be able to effectively communicate with others. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is share some best practices that I've seen not only work for myself, but also work with my kids, also work with those I coach. But before I tell you what those things are, I'm going to say, be self-aware to know what works for you, because I may mm -hmm. give you something and it may not be a one size fit all. So that's yeah. number one. Uh, number two, to help people in this space, First, you have to be made aware that it even is a space, right? Made aware that you can do something about it. Most people don't change, not because they want to go against the change, but they're not even aware that they need to change, right? And so first, we have to bring that awareness to the situation. The number two thing is to openly and effectively communicate what this communication space looks like. So if I go to dinner with my family, I'm going to articulate, hey, when we get there, do we want to have conversation while we're waiting on our food or do we just want to chill and be on our phone? Now I get some understanding. Well, my wife is saying I want to be on my phone. Uh, my older, my two boys are saying I want to be on my phone. My daughter is saying I want to be on. OK, cool. 
Well, then now we've communicated effectively. Nobody feels any type of way because we've already got understanding about what we want this space to look like. Now, if, it, if someone says, oh, I want to talk and share, then we're like, OK, cool. We're going to put our stuff aside so we can listen to what this person has to say. But it's all about communicating effectively on the front end. Most people get in trouble in their relationships is because they're trying to do too much intervention when it's already happening instead of doing the preventative work. I'm the person who's always going to over communicate because I want you to not only understand, but I want to be understood as well, which I believe is something that all people want. We want people to understand what we're communicating and we want to be understood as well. If we can do that on the front end instead of doing yeah. it in the middle or on the back end, it mm. looks a lot different. So practicality looks like having a conversation with the people that you're about to have a conversation with and saying, hey, mm. what's the expectation of this conversation are you expecting me to put my phone away um do you need my undivided attention are you looking for advice are you looking for support are you just looking for me to nod my head are you look what are you looking <laughs> for in this interaction that we're having yeah. so that i can be most effective to serve you best again communication mm. done effectively is about serving people that's really what it's mm. about communicate everybody communicates every single person in this world communicates either one shape in, in one shape, form or fashion. If you're not, even if you're not communicating with anybody else, you're always communicating with yourself. So you're always communicating. The difference is not everybody's effectively communicating because most people haven't been taught how to effectively communicate. We've been taught math from kindergarten to 12th grade. We've been taught English from kindergarten to 12th grade. Nobody is explicitly teaching how to listen for understanding and comprehension and then articulate a message either verbally or through a text message or through an email in a way that is understood, right? So if we're not being taught that, then a false expectation is happening every time we communicate. We go into these classes, we go into these settings, and there's an expectation that we should know how to convey our message. Well, if nobody has taught me over 180 days of school times 12, then you're setting me up for failure. And so yeah. one, of the, one of the big things that I'm working on right now is we're working on curriculum to be able to get into the K through 12 market so that mm. in 10 years from now, we're not even having this conversation because now those students are learning how to effectively communicate because communication is needed in the math class. Yeah. Communication is needed mm -hmm. in the history class. Even if the communication mm -hmm. is I just need to be able to raise my hand and feel confident about that because I don't understand something. Nobody's teaching those things. And so uh, since nobody's teaching them, I I'll step up and teach them. Yeah, you step up to the plate. That, that Those pain points that you just mentioned, uh, man, that's so powerful. And and um, just same same topic, but shifting a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe last time we had you on, you stressed the difference between what you do, motivation versus inspiration, mm. right? There's a, there's a big difference. I believe it was you that, that mentioned that uh, you, you don't try to motivate, you try to inspire mm -hmm. because inspiration stays with you. It, it creates Facts. change. Motivation yeah. is good. I listen to a, you know, Tony Robbins, I'm inspired for a day or two. And then I go back to my old habits. Your purpose, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to inspire, to create change, to instill change. Um, you have something that you posted on your social media recently um, called something uh, impress versus impact, mm. right? And I love how you have these two, yeah. like these words that people think are similar and they kind of, you know, use them maybe the, the wrong way. Yeah, It was outstanding what your message was. I, I don't want to spoil it because you, you say it best. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the difference in what you believe versus impact and impress? Yeah. 
So that comes directly from my grandfather, uh, Wendell Taylor Sr. Shout out to him because he will be listening to this at 81 years young. He he listens to everything that I do and watches everything that I Let's do. Let's go. Yeah, and so um, he challenged me one day. He was actually at my Real Manhood one-on-one conference in, in 2017. I hold a conference every year um, at Sac State University for young men between the ages of 12 and 18. And the first time he and I got to share space on stage, he literally came out and was like, hey, do you want to impact or do you want to impress? And he not only posed it to the audience, but he posed it to me. Mm. He said, most of the time we're trying to impress the people that we were meant to impact mm. in a great way. And so we want to make sure that we're looking very critically and very intentionally about when we're sharing a message or whatever it is that we're doing. If we're leading or if we're serving, are we doing this to impress people, to get them to applaud us, to get them to like us, to get them to say great things about us? Or are we really doing it to make an impact on their life that not only will change their life, but the generations that come after them? So my goal is to always be focused on making an impact rather than trying to impress someone. And what I learned early, man, is that I used to try to impress people that really didn't care nothing about me. (laughs) I used to be so caught up in trying to be Mr. Popular (laughs) and impress people that had that didn't have my best interests at heart, right? I was yeah. I was just telling um, a high school class a couple of days ago, I'm like, listen, these kids that you're in high school with, in about five to 10 years, you probably won't know any of them. You probably won't. Maybe two to 3% you might know. So thinking like that, why would you even try to impress them? Why would you mm. even try to allow their thoughts and opinions of you weigh so heavily when literally in five years from now, after you graduate, <laughs> you probably won't even know 75% of them. How yeah, about we flip it from impressing them to impacting them and see how we can best serve them so they can be the very yeah. best versions of themselves as well? Yeah. Well, Dwight, I'll tell you, it's been about five years since I graduated high school and I don't really stay in touch with anybody. Exactly. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's funny, you know, Gabe and I, we, we, when we're interviewing guests like yourself, we, you know, I take notes down here. I got a mm-hmm. pen and paper. I take notes of like, you know, really powerful moments so that we can then run snippets on it. And I have here about like 10 different little stars of, of mm-hmm. when we need to go back and, and take snippets of you because everything you say, I don't know if you do it on purpose or it's the years of experience, but everything you say is like, boom, 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 like a mic drop. That's why we love having you on. We should <laughs> make you a third co-host. Appreciate that. Not that <laughs> means a lot because it's both, right? I'm extremely yeah. intentional about every single thing that I do. My grandfather gave me another challenge. He said, you're either intentional or you're irresponsible. Intentional with your time or irresponsible with your time. Intentional with your words or you're irresponsible with your words. Intentional with your effort or irresponsible. So one, I'm extremely intentional about every single thing that I say. And I'm usually processing. You ask me a question, I'm usually processing. I've just been blessed with a gift from God to process at an extremely fast rate. So where someone else, it might take 30 seconds. I can process something in two to three seconds and then think about what's the best response. Not just that I want to say, but what's going to have the greatest impact on those who are in my space for right now, those who are listening or watching this podcast. So one, it's intentionality. Two, yes, I've been doing this for a very long time. If you leave it to my grandparents, I've been a high level communicator since I was five years old. I'm 40 now. That's 35 years. Listen, fellas, I don't know if y'all are mathematicians, but I don't know how many 
hours are in 35 years, but that's a lot of hours. You dig what I'm saying? And so um, it's been both. It's been me being a practitioner of this thing and also me being extremely intentional. I think I think I know where you get your skills from, right? I think your grandfather, with all these little mic drop moments, definitely has a lot to do with it. And I'm I'm sure you would agree that he's impacted you in in incredible ways. But I want to go back to something that you mentioned with the impact versus impress. And I think that's such an important message for our society to hear today. Because with social media and everything, it's easy to impress, right? We can yeah. we can flash up a, a picture of a Lambo and, and some nice shoes and some bling and and we're impressing our audience, right? We can gain followers. People have made a living impressing and, and faking it till they make it in a way. But now impacting, that's that's a little bit more hard. Like that's that's difficult to do. That takes some intentionality, that takes some skill, it takes some responsibility to really impact those that you want to impact. Yeah. And and I know you, you you dove into it, but why don't we? I want to dig a little deeper again. Going back to my practicality, I love I love you know practical tips and tricks that we can take away um, for our audience. Can you give us a little bit more insight on how someone can really dig deep into their own impact and how they can then turn that into a passion and an impact for someone else, right? Because we believe Anthony and I have mentioned it all the time. A lot of people, especially in the social media era, they have a platform. Everyone has a platform. And sometimes people gain that platform prematurely and they impact the wrong people or they're sending the wrong message, frankly. Mm, And our mission of this podcast is really to impact and inspire others like you, but to also make sure that they are able to make an impact in a a mature manner where their audience or whoever they're talking to, whether it's just a friend in school, that they're really getting that message and really, you know, resonating with them. So why don't you touch a little bit more on how to impact versus how to impress? Because I thought that was gold. Definitely. The first thing is we all must define what impact and impress means to ourselves individually, because your definition, Anthony, might be different than mine. Your definition, Gabe, might be different than mine. And if we don't come to an understanding within ourselves and then share that and articulate that with other people, now there's a lack of communication or miscommunication. And we might think that we're all impacting people. But due to the fact that I don't understand what you mean by impact, I may be looking at you sideways like, man, come on, pick up your game. And you might be like, Dwight, I'm impacting people. Right. So, number one, define with those any word, everything. I say define everything. Define what every single word means to you. Number one, so you can know it yourself. And number two, so you can convey it effectively. The next thing I'll say is ask yourself, do you truly desire to make an impact? That's the biggest question. Right. Some people really only want to impress and that's okay for them. That's okay. Find out where you land. If you really want to only impress people, then do the things that will impress people. But if you desire to make an impact, now now let's go to the next piece is identifying what that will look like fleshed out. We got the definition, but now what will it look like fleshed out? For me, impact means leaving people, places and things better than I found them. Period. That's impact to me. I'm not trying to impress you by leaving you better than I found you. I'm not trying to impress Hmm. you by leaving the space that I'm in, this space right now. I'm trying to leave this space better than I found it, better than when we first got on here. I'm trying to leave it better. So hopefully I'm adding value. Hopefully I'm Hmm. causing people to think and I'm challenging them in in their way of thinking, right? So I'm trying to leave this space better than I found it. And that's Hmm. what impact is to me. Impressing, that's just me trying to have the newest fit. Right. That's trying. That's me trying to Mm. get all the likes. And let me go back. Let me not even say that, Mm. because I do believe that my clothes can be impactful as well, depending on how intentional I am. This shirt that you see, 
is my mantra. Dominate your day. I don't wear this to impress people. I wear this to impact people. I want them to dominate their day. And then I want them to ask me about it so that I can leave them better than I found them. So if you want to get down to the practicality of it and be a practitioner of impact, the first thing you must do is define what that means to you. And then go out and do it every single day. Every single day, I'm pushing myself to leave people, places, and things better than I found it. Mm, that's great, man. That that should be, well, like you said, I was about to say that should be everyone's mission and purpose, but we understand that people have different missions and, exactly. and objectives uh, as they're here, right? Uh, but, but Dwight, like, you know, taking it way back, right? Because uh, everybody listening right now is like, you know, taking it back by, by everything that you're saying, all the value you're pouring into us. Um, were, were you always like this? Were you, when, when did, when, if ever, did, did you start like, you know, being like this motivational and, and inspiring and, and public speaking was, was public speaking always easy for you? Cause I know for a lot of us, it takes a lot of time. A lot of people are scared about it. And the more they, they, they speak publicly, the, the more comfortable they get. But I mean, you're, you're next level. I mean, we, we don't encounter people like you that are so outgoing and, and, you know, so awesome. Like you, I don't know how else to put it have you always been like that or was there a time when something happened that you started to be the Dwight that we know today that we're, that we're hearing today? Man, first, let me say, I appreciate that compliment. I'm learning how to take compliments more and uh, that's mm. just my growth. So I appreciate that yeah. on the public speaking thing. I've been a public speaker literally all my life, all my life. I've mm. been, and, and here's how I define that. I've been speaking in public <laughs> all my life. When I go to the store, I'm speaking in public. When I go yeah. to the gas station, I'm speaking in public. Anywhere yeah. outside of my home and my office, I'm in the public. So I'm always a public speaker, right? Most people think about public speaking as a stage. I tell people everywhere you go is your stage. So make sure that you're intentional about what you're sharing from your stage, right? And sometimes public speaking has less to do about the words that you say but the feeling that you're able to help other people generate. People will forget what you said, forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So as I'm speaking every day with people in the public, I want to make sure that they feel a certain way. So I've been doing that forever. Um, what I will say is when it comes to the inspirational and the motivational and, and trying to help people transform their lives, I didn't become intentional about that until I was about 23. So about 17 years, I became intentional. Has, have I been doing it a long time? Yes. You can go back and ask my uh, sixth grade principal. She's seen me as a leader then. I didn't see me as a leader then, although she's seen something in me. So it wasn't intentional. It was more so I'm just being Dwight. And in some spaces, I was inspirational. And in some spaces, I was impactful. And in other spaces, I was just trying to get all the girls to like me. You dig what I'm saying? And so uh, there was no intentionality at that point, yeah. but I had it in me yeah. because of the people who yeah. poured it in me, my parents, my grandparents, aunties, uncles, mm. all these people poured it in me. So it was already in me. I just didn't dive into it to make it intentional. But around 23 yeah. is when I became extremely intentional about every single thing that I did because I knew that it might be the one and only time that I would have an opportunity to impact someone's life. And so mm. I wanted to take it extremely seriously. Dwight, are you still rapping? When need be. Okay. Okay. Any, any, uh, any songs coming out? Cause I know you have one on YouTube, uh, yeah. but do yeah. you, do you have any more coming out soon? Any, any raps in the work? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. So, uh, for my first book, dominate your day, 100 empowering statements that encourage greatness. I'm thinking about creating an album around that, that project. So I get to merge my two worlds together, the classroom and 
and the concert, right? I'm gonna merge the two worlds together by possibly doing some music, but I'm freestyling every day. Um, I'm rapping every day. I just haven't recorded as often, but I use it when I go to speak at conferences, especially youth conferences. That is one of the ways that I engage very quickly at a high level. So I'll come out and these kids are looking like, who is this guy? And I'll tell them to either mm. drop my beat or I'll go acapella and I'll just start rapping. So I have instant engagement, instant rapport. Mm. Now they're going to listen to this guy for the next 30 <laughs> to 45 minutes because I've already captured their heart right where they are. I'm big on meeting people right where they are. And I know music is, is universal language. So it brings people into a space and I've been blessed with that gift. And so, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I use it when need be. And, um, I plan on working on something. You're spitting right now. Yeah, he's rapping all day. All the Facts. value that you're dropping, man. I'm telling you, every day. But I want to I wanna go back to something that you said. And I think, again, it's such an important message. And it's really hopeful for people like Anthony and I that are in our 20s and, and, and you know, younger ages that people, they're at 30 years old and they're like, oh, man, like, I don't know, you know, where else I can go. I feel like I've reached the top. I'm still scared yeah. to do this. I haven't done this. But listening to your story, I think it's definitely going to not so much motivate, but inspire and, and really encourage the younger generation to be like, OK, yeah. I'm 25, but I still have so much that I can really do. And that you're telling your story that, hey, at 23, that's really when I started to unlock and really when I started to hit the, the tip of the iceberg. And you're you're 40 like now, like like you mentioned, and you're crushing it. Right? And I'm, I'm sure there's so much more that you have in store. But I also wanted to mention something back on uh, what you touched on about everyone has a stage and whether you're on an actual physical stage in front of thousands of people. I heard a quote, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with him with pastor Craig Rochelle, one of my, you know, mentors, distant mentors, one of the leaders That's that I look guy. up to every single day. And he said something, he gave a talk and he mentioned everyone's an influencer, right? Mm -hmm. Basically. And, and that's something that is, you know, like Anthony's wearing a shirt right now that says influencer. And that's really one of the messages that we like to portray all the time is because whether you have tens of thousands of followers on IG or TikTok or whatever the new social media platform is, that's what we, our society, collectively describe and define what an influencer is. But whether you're talking to 40 students at a, at a high school or a middle school, or Anthony and I are talking to some of our college friends, we have the opportunity to influence. So I think it's so important for our younger generations to really understand and you know grasp this concept of, you have a stage, whether you're in front of tens of thousands of people or you're in front of your sixth grade class, you have a stage and you have influence that you your whole your words hold value. And I think it's so important for people to really understand that. So again, I thank you for pouring into this conversation. I, I know I've been inspired and motivated and encouraged after it. I know everyone who's gonna listen to it will be also. Um, but like we just mentioned, you're ever evolving. So I know you got things in the works, I know you got stuff coming up. What can we expect from Dwight in the next uh, couple months and years? I know you got a couple of things going on with the course and and the nonprofit, but what can we expect uh, from you in the next uh, in the next few years? I'm going to end up being the song that people hate, but can't live without. Especially in this effective communication space, people are going to get tired of hearing me say effective communication, but that's OK, because the more they hear it, Hopefully, the more they'll believe it and the more they believe it, hopefully, the quicker they'll become it. And so I mm. truly believe that effective communication not only can change any situation, but effective communication can change our nation. Think of all the craziness that's happening in our nation. 
the result of everything mm-hmm. or this or the the beginning of all this stuff that's crazy is because people are having a hard time understanding others being empathetic towards others really listening mm-hmm. to for and with others and then not feeling like their message is getting across as well so the less mm-hmm. there's friction in our communication the more understanding happens the more understanding happens the more empathy happens. The more empathy happens, the more bridges are built instead of barriers being built. So now if I understand you, Anthony, if I understand you, Gabriel, even if we don't agree, I still can acknowledge you for just being a stand-up human being. I don't have to agree Mm. with everything that you're saying to acknowledge you. I can accept your truth for what it is. And if we can come to the agreement that I have a truth and and you two have a truth, We can still move together in solidarity. We don't have to be untied. We can actually be united, right? Mm. Keep those words, all the Mm. same letters. It's just different different, uh, placement, right? Untied and united, keep that at some point, right? So with that being said, that's what it is. Effective communication until my casket closes. That's all you're gonna hear from me. So we're gonna be doing more courses, more seminars, (laughs) more books. Um, yeah. more music about it, um, more videos, more TikToks, more reels, any and everything mm-hmm. to make sure that effective communication is being put in a space where people can digest it and then be a practitioner of it. That's what you'll see coming from me. I also got a book coming out towards the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No just big deal. Just to top it off. Facts. Yeah, just to top it off. No, man. But Dwight, I mean, your your message is so needed at this time in our country and this in on the you know this environment, this society that we're living in, so pivotal. So any way, Dwight, that we can put a microphone to your message, like we are today, and any other anything that you can think of between now and years to come, because we're family now. We we always say that you're not just a guest, you're family. Let us know because we're we're for it. We we want to talk more about it. We probably should talk more about it. But who else to talk about it than you? So, mm. uh, well, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun, and you know. Someone told me this earlier this morning in, in a breakfast I had. Time is the most important gift you can give to anyone. Facts. That's it. Time. Time is Facts. the most important gift. So I, I mentioned that because I want to thank you for your time, for being with us here today with everything you got going on and the books and the speaking engagements and coaching and clients. You're here with us today and you're fully present, right? Going back mm. to what we said. And yeah. I can't thank you enough for your time. Not only the first time when we were just starting off as a podcast, uh, but today, right, that we're more established. You're still with us. We still keep in touch. So thank you for your time, for your for your genuine time. And before we we wrap up here, Dwight, where can our listeners follow you, hear from you, um, buy your courses, you know, whatever you got going on, uh, where can they find you? Definitely. Uh, you can go to DwightTaylorSR.com. That's DwightTaylorSenior.com, D-W-I-G-H-T-T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-R.com. To get the course, Hacking Your Relationships Like a Pro, just go to DwightEducates.ThinkIffic.com. Dot com. Again, that's DwightEducates.Thinkific.com. And if you want to just tap in with me on social, it's just at Dwight Taylor SR. I'm heavy on Twitter and I'm heavy on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, if you can't reach me anywhere, any of those places, holler at Anthony and Gabe and, and they'll point you in the right direction. Yes, sir. Dwight, thank you so much for joining us. All good. Thank you all for having me. Keep doing what you do. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mindset Podcast. It was an honor and a pleasure to have Dwight Taylor Sr. on the podcast for the second time. He has so much value and wisdom and so much to give to the world that as long as we can put a microphone to his message, we will keep keep doing that. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Make sure to follow him on his social media. He is extremely active 
on Instagram. Make sure to follow him, show some support, show some love. And his content is sure to change your life and your mindset. So go ahead and follow him right now. And we'll see all of you guys soon. Thank you.